and welcome in to the week 17 edition of the Consistently Cashin Podcast. We are back after a one-week hiatus. We took last week off with the holidays, and instead of the article, we went ahead and just did a kind of what you probably saw prior to this year's version of Consistently Cashin, where it was kind of the plays, and you could formulate your lineup based on some of the recommended plays that we had from last week. But for week 17, the penultimate week of the season, we are back to with the podcast version, going to make a lineup live. As always, I'm Colby Conway at Colby R. Conway on Twitter. And with me here is Mr. Ron Rigney. So, Ron, besides both of our team's uh, quarterback issues, how is everything going for you? Life is good, man. Just got uh, got back from uh, Friday night WWE SmackDown in uh, Tampa, which was a good time. So that's that was going on last night. So a little bit of a late night there, but well worth it. Um, I, I like the fact that you, you, you put the word penultimate into our podcast here. I didn't know that I would hear that word today, and I'm very glad that I did. So thank you for that. And and, and hope hopefully people found the article uh, helpful last week. I you know you you see these teams that go with the throwback jerseys. We we went with a little throwback last week and did what we've been doing doing in the past. Where we made you read a little bit. So we're sorry about that. We're we're, we're back from that, uh, and 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 got the audio in your ears this week. So hopefully we can win some of that Christmas cash back. Yep, absolutely. And a couple of good plays in the lineup last week. I know we hit on a couple of the big studs, so hoping we can replicate that here with the Week 17 edition of the Consistently Cash and Lineup. So, of course, make sure you check out everything over at BigGuyFantasySports.com from seasonal to daily for fighting for your fantasy football championships. Make sure you check out the content there. We got recommended plays, everything like that. If you're in the DFS realm, you come to the right place. And if you're looking for some prop betting action, prop it like it's hot, Bob and I will actually be recording that here shortly. So your prop bets will be there for you as well. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the Week 17 lineup. So we'll pull it up over on FanDuel here. Interesting, interesting slate this week, Ron. That's kind of the first thing I jump out at when I first see it. Chicago, Detroit clearly jumps off the page. Green Bay, Minnesota jumps off the page. It's potential games where we're going to want a lot of action. But we'll have to see if it ends up working out price-wise. So, Ron, I'll kick it over to you first quarterback position where do you think we should go this week you know I, I built a lineup and all the guys that I wanted are in the games that you mentioned just a second ago and and I built my lineup based on a couple of different quarterbacks in those games and and it just felt like my lineup was too chalky so I'm hoping you're usually the guy that can 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 make me see outside the chalk lines here but I think the quarterback position I wanted so badly to go with golf or fields and I did it both ways and it leaves me a little short other places, depending on who I go with. But that, that game's got a 52.5-point total. It's one of the highest totals of the week. We know that Detroit offense can score. We know Justin Fields is going to put on a show. It's in, it's indoors. And he's just going to want to keep – he's got to keep his team in it because he is the guy uh, carrying that, that lineup right now, just making those electrifying plays. And it looks like the offense is figuring out how to use him. So I want my quarterback to come from that game. Uh, I know golf is the cheaper of the two, but of course I like the more expensive option with fields who I believe is at 8,400 if I remember right. Yes. Fields is about 8,400. Both quarterbacks are in a very good matchup. I think ultimately it comes down to how the rest of your lineup shakes out because I think regardless you're playing Amon Ross St. Brown, whether you have Jared Goff as your quarterback or Justin Fields, you have to have St. Brown in your lineup. The big thing for me the price tag for Fields actually doesn't scare me off. I think other people might be a bit more inclined to save the save the $1,000 and go down to Jared Goff, which I am fine with doing myself. I almost want to think that Fields in cash games almost 
might be a bit more contrarian than we might think, which is interesting because his ceiling is incredibly high. And when you look at some of these guys, Hurts, I, I, he's not playing. I don't care what his tag is. He's not playing this week. You look at Mahomes, tough matchup against Denver. I don't know if Denver can score. I mean, would you really be surprised if Fields outscored Mahomes this week? Because I wouldn't. I wouldn't, and I looked at Mahomes for a couple of reasons, but I, I, I went away from him, number one, for the price tag, but also mm-hmm. I, I saw where he's 280 yards away from 5,000, and I believe he joins, I, I want to say, Breeze, and there's somebody else that have multiple 5,000 passing seasons. So, you know, Andy Reid's going to try to get him that. So I think the completions and the yardage will be there. I think the completions to Travis Kelsey will be there along with the yardage. I, I'm kind of like you. I just don't know if the touchdowns are going to be there so much, you know, because Andy Reid likes to take care of his players. I think he's going to be mindful of Mahomes getting to that, that milestone. I think he'll be able to do it. I just don't know if the touchdowns are going to be there for that offense. The one thing I do like with golf, this game is at home, and 20 of his 26 passing touchdowns on the year have come at home. I, you, you know, you're a baseball guy as well. We see home road splits in baseball. You know, it's different, and I get it. It's a different beast. Home road splits in NFL are a bit different. This is incredibly drastic. Like we're talking in eight games, he's got a 20 to three touchdown to interception ratio at home. And in seven games, a six to four touchdown to interception ratio. I don't know if I've seen in a player and maybe even an entire offense be as drastically different in terms of like home road splits. Like we're looking like at home, they're the chiefs on the road. They're the Texans or Colts. That's essentially what it looks like with this team. So I think you're right. I think our quarterback has to come from this game. I'm okay with putting fields in for now. It's always easier to cut money to add it on later than to try to find $1,000 to add to move up. So I I think fields and golf are my one and two this week. It's just such a high-scoring game. You got to do it both in great matchups. I'm okay with trying to fit fields in because of the two, fields' upside is immensely, immensely higher. Agreed. And, Agreed. and like, and like, and it's a couple of things that I want to point out there too, that you said, you know, when you look at those, the, those splits, you look at a couple of different things, you look at sample size to me, that's a pretty big sample size, but also I, I don't know about you, but when I'm looking at baseball splits, I don't trust anything until the guys, maybe, you know, if I'm looking at like a pitcher splits, for example, I want to see at least about 15 to 20 at bats against the pitcher before I make a determination. And some of those that I trust that are underneath that threshold are the ones that are really skewed to one side. If a guy is eight, eight for 10 against this pitcher, then I'm going to buy into it a little bit more than if it's, you know, four for 10 or something like that. So I, I think, you know, when you look at that, the, the, the amount of volume there and the, just how drastic they are, you know, it's kind of like we, we talk about Kirk Cousins at home, how he's a different player. You know, there's just guys that are, that are like that. I think it's, and I think it's more prevalent for those quarterbacks in, in football than any other position. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead. Let's slot in Justin Fields for now. And we'll make do from there. So running back, a lot of interesting options on the slate. McCaffrey is going to be very highly owned. We're going to have to determine if we're basically, he's going to be very chalky in cash games. Such a good matchup. Game script is in his favor. He's getting the volume. Can we afford 9,500? That's going to be the bigger question. I have one running back that I am without a doubt putting into my lineup this week. Let's see if we agree on that one or if we come to, uh, finding out that that player is the same for both of us. So, Ron, I'll kick it over to you first for your for your premier running back play. I would say my, my first one that is going to be ultra chalk as well, but I think you got to lock him in for the price point, and that's Brian Robinson. That was the one. With Antonio Gibson out, you know, we've seen Brian Robinson still get the majority of the carries anyway. I like to see him catch a few more balls on third down, but he might get an opportunity to do that today. But I think it's 6900 bucks. He's got to be in your lineup. Um, the other guy that, 
that I was looking at here as I, I scroll down just a little bit. Travis Etienne is very in, intriguing uh, as well. Um, I, I, I can't remember if I scroll down a little bit more. I'm trying to see who I went with. It erased my lineup on my phone, so I can't. Uh, it was somebody that was about $8,000 that I liked to match up. James Conner, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. James Conner's been one of the leading uh, fantasy running backs in, in the league for about the past eight weeks. Of course, that didn't help me the first uh, seven or so weeks that he was out. But he has paid off a little bit in DFS. And I think that just as a, a re- result of who's starting at quarterback, the Cardinals, I don't know if you saw, are going with David Blah at quarterback. Uh, it, and so that means DeAndre Hopkins, he didn't, which I saw him a little questionable, by the way. Um, not going to be volume there for him. So I think James Conner is going to have to carry that offense and what's a pretty solid matchup. I do like James Conner as well, because when you look over the last four weeks of the season, did you know that Atlanta is the best team in terms of fantasy points against opposing wide receivers? I did not. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like they're crazy run funnel defense, but they've been a little more generous to running backs of late. I like putting in James Conner. And the big thing with Conner is we know the workload's there. No injury designation, as we can see here. But this is just such reliable volume. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, we're seeing touchdowns here. And, I mean, look, we're, we're talking a double-digit floor, like, in to- terms of total points. I like putting James Conner in. Let's lock him in. I would and, also and, love And it also helps him, too, real quick, uh, you know, the, the fact that Kyler Murray's not in there taking rushing attempts away as well and not taking yep. goal-line touchdowns away. So that's going to benefit him in a great matchup also. Absolutely. And I think you do have to look at ETN as well. Over the last four weeks, Houston's allowed the most rushing yards to uh, running backs in the league. And they've also are one of about 10 or so teams to have allowed at least 20 receptions. We're talking about five grabs a game to the running back position as well. So I think we're going to have to consider ETN in the flex if we have the money. So we'll come back and check on that in a bit. Moving over to wide receiver. It does not matter. Who's on the other side of this Minnesota game? Justin Jefferson's always going to be in consideration. You just there's there's no other way around it, Ron. We just have you have to you can't just look at it, you can't look at his price tag ever and just be like, mm-hmm. eh, we can't get him. Like you can easily build any lineup any week around Justin Jefferson. I mean, look at this. Like insane. We're talking like he almost nearly has a twenty point four in mm-hmm. fantasy. Like. I mean, at least that's what we've seen over the last three weeks. So can we afford him? That's the bigger question. Hill and Adams both have quarterback questions. A.J. Brown's fine. I think we have to lock in Amon Ra, though. Mm-hmm. I just think Agreed. that has to happen. So we'll put him in there. Where do we go next at wide receiver? You know, I I, I kind of went the other way at tight end. I'll go ahead and give my tight end out. I went with Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I like that matchup, too. I think that, like I said, I think the catches and yards are going to be there for him. I don't know about the touchdowns. But he's so damn expensive, and we talk about that every week, but he's another one, kind of like Justin Jefferson. There's very few times when I don't feel com- confident about building around him, but I will say I agree with you on with Amon Ra. Yet again, 52-point total. you got to get as much exposure to that as you can. If we end up going Kelsey, the one place I tried to look to save a little bit of cash was with some of those Giants wide receivers. I don't feel great about the matchup. Indy has actually been able to play the pass pretty well this season. We've seen that. I think that they're in the top five in, in yards allowed. Stephon Gilmore is still a Pro Bowl corner, so they are able to do a few things very well. However, I look at guys like Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, and Richie James there. I think that the targets are going to be there. I don't know how much. I mean, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a throw a dart and see what sticks as far as who's getting the touchdown. But all those guys seem to be involved. It's just a matter of picking the right one each week that's going to give you the most points. 
So I agree with the Giants receiver over the last four weeks. Indy's actually allowed the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. And you hit you hit some of the key points there, and it's going to kind of inversely lead me to what my decision would be at that wide receiver position. So when you look at the Colts alignment, Stefan Gilmore plays on the outside. Who is he going to be lined up with? I don't know particularly. He's pretty much going to play a side of the field. He's not going to shadow anybody. But Giants outside receivers are Slayton and Hodgins. Kenny Moore, I believe I saw, was ruled out. He is ruled out, yeah. Backup slot corner, Richie James is the slot man for the Giants. So he's the one that I would lean to the most – because if we also come here, if I'm not mistaken, he is also the cheapest. I'll say so, price price wise, they're all very similar, but yeah, Hodgins and, and uh, James were right there, and uh, volumes been there. Another. We basically we're going to need the touchdown. We're going to need the yeah. touchdown for him. Like if this is DraftKings, James is the slam dunk play because we're getting that point for reception. So this eight for ninety becomes seventeen instead of thirteen. But he's going to have the best matchup on the field for the passing attack outside of like a tight end or running back in terms of the receivers, James has the best matchup. So he would be the one that I would lean towards myself. Let's put him in there. It saves us a little bit of money. Yes, absolutely. So we got one more receiver. We got to go with, Oh boy. I think we're going to have to go down a little bit here as we come down here. I'll be honest. It hasn't worked out much this year, but there's something about Brandon cooks against Jacksonville. He plays well against them. Jacksonville's corners aren't that great. Houston has no rushing attack. I don't care if Royce Freeman gets three yards of carry. They have no rushing attack. And we are officially, I'm going to talk about it on, maybe on the props podcast, I think. The prop at like it's hot. It might get mentioned there. But we have officially entered the nothing to lose season for Davis Mills. And that's when he shines. He was I was going to say, they, the they've played year. pretty well. They've hung with some teams the last couple of weeks. So. They are officially yeah, they, yeah. in the nothing to lose. Yeah. We don't care. We're going to now we're going to try everything and see what happens. So we're officially in that era and Davis Mills is throwing touchdowns. And as we saw last week, I think Cooks had nine targets. He, he, he was nine. he was back to old t- prime Brandon Cooks, if I remember. Yep. And I mean, that's a really affordable price tag going it up is. against Jacksonville. And I mean, he's literally the only guy in the passing attack. And I do like Jacksonville to get the lead. So yeah. I don't know how long Houston's going to be able to hold on to this, oh, we're going to run, 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 run type yeah. ordeal. Um, and even when you look at Tennessee, that game was close and Cook's got nine targets. So yeah. even if they're ahead, they're going to throw it. So if we can afford Cooks, I think we stick with him. Um, okay. We'll put him in for now. We'll move around from there. If not, we can always go down to like Lazard or maybe Dobbs if we need to save a little bit more money. Looking at some of these price tags, I'm a feeling we're going to have to drop somewhere, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Flex, yeah, we're not getting ETN. That's pretty much ruled. Well, let's out. let's go to defense. Let's see what we can do at defense first. I like to get that out of the way and then let you know how much I have to spend for my flex. So defense, as I was as I was a little bit ago, where we are at right now in that list, I was looking at Atlanta. Uh, you know, Atlanta's played a little bit better the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't like is the takeaways haven't been there, but they've they've shorted up on defense. Those dudes play for uh, uh, Coach Smith down there. In Atlanta, and you know Arthur Smith. That's what I was, I was trying to find, and it, it reminds me a little bit of kind of like what you see with the when the, when they have the buy-in, like that Dan Campbell had, you know, in Detroit when these guys and Dayball has had this year. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. I don't know if it's on that level just yet. They need some more players, but it looks like something's clicked with that Atlanta that Atlanta defense and going against, like I said, David Blair. I'm not looking at it too much in the passing game, so there could be some cheap points to be had there in, in that matchup for 3,900 bucks. 
I agree. If not going there, I like Carolina's defense up against Tom. But the only thing it's in, I, it's in yeah. it's in Tampa Bay. Tom's yeah. better at home. That's the only thing I kind of don't like. I don't want to touch the Saints' defense. I don't really want to touch the but Eagles. But remember matchup. what happened? You know, it was early on in the season, I believe. Remember what happened that first time that Tampa went to Carolina against Tom Brady? It didn't go too well for Tom Brady. So we no, but they went to Carolina. Yeah, that's I think the big thing because we you know we talked about the splits earlier with uh, Jared Goff. When we look at Brady at home this year, fourteen to four touchdown interception ratio. His quarterback rating is ninety four one compared to eighty on the road. I guess he's still even not that great. I just felt yeah. like, cause I, I watched, I remember watching that game and I just felt like that was a more of a product of Carolina came out fired up to play. And then it was Tom Brady doing whatever he was doing. I feel like that's kind of the, the, the way that went. So I don't know. It could be reliant that it was home. Maybe not. I don't know, but it, at 3,500 bucks, that's another dart. I like taking as well. That was the other one that I looked at in addition to Atlanta earlier on. Yeah, we have James Conner. Let's 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 put in Carolina. Okay, forty six hundred for the flex. That's barely above minimum price. Not ideal. Let's see what we got though. Can't hurt to look. It might. Oh, that does hurt to look. Yeah. Well, Braylon Sanders. I've never heard of that guy. For being honest, Jalen Camp, Houston standout. Mm-hmm. Where's um? How much is Khalil Herbert? Darn. Okay, so that's gonna. What does Guru suggestion say? Chase Edmonds. Hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting pick. That this is where the point that we're at in this lineup. No yeah, recommended players available. All right. Yeah. Okay. So you know, we're gonna. You, you know, you got to change something when that pops up. Yep. So is there a cheaper – so my other thing is if we do – so Kelsey's in a really good spot because yes. Denver's allowing the most fantasy points over the last four weeks to tight ends. I do really like Evan Engram down at 5,800 against Houston. Yeah. Houston's allowed, yeah. I believe it's the fifth most yards to tight ends over the yeah, last they're, four they're weeks. Yeah, they're definitely fourth, up there for sure. Fourth most. And the corners for Houston have actually played quite well, surprisingly. And without Derek Stingley, believe it or not. Whereas tight end, Lovey Smith's garbage Tampa 2 defense is so susceptible to the middle of the field. Engram has been balling out of late. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at these point totals. Yeah. And earlier against Houston, 6 for 69 on 10 targets. So there was clearly a concerted effort to get Engram the ball. So if we move off Kelsey, I say we go Engram. If not, we're I think we're either going to have to drop from Fields to Goff and stack Goff and Brown, or we're going to have to move – maybe down from cooks or something. No, I like, I like the Evan Ingram play for a couple of reasons. You know, we talk about how, you know, these guys are putting up Travis Kelsey type numbers, or we don't expect them to put up Travis Kelsey type numbers. Evan Ingram has been putting up Travis Kelsey type numbers the last few weeks. So that's Mm -hmm. something I like there. Also like the touchdown upside with him a little bit more for all the reasons that you said and all the reasons, you know, for the argument I gave earlier um, against, uh, Having the having the Chiefs that that stack or either even do they're doing that stack, stack of Mahomes and Kelsey or just having Kelsey, but I feel like I mean we saved what about three grand right there, pretty close to it, more or less. But I think that's well worth it with having. I, I believe that they have a very very similar floor this week between the two of them. Yeah. So now we're looking at seventy one hundred for the flex. So like we go better. here. So here here here's some options. So it's seventy one hundred for the flex. Yes, much better. You know. Amari Cooper in there at Washington. You could look there. DJ Moore, if you're going against Tampa Bay, you could go Miles Sanders if you believe in the 
Uh, Saints have been actually pretty generous to running backs over the last couple of weeks, so he's in play. Mm-hmm. Do you take a shot with Drake London against Arizona? has been getting a ton of volume. That could be something that you could go with. Or as I'm looking at this, we drop down from Fields to Golf. We're going to have enough for ETN in the flex. Mm. So let's say we pick Drake London. So basically, it's Fields in London or Golf and ETN. I think I'd rather go Golf and ETN myself. And we can actually see too if we go yeah, Golf. I think that's we're actually, a little bit better. We're actually we're at 8100 for the flex. So actually, well, Hopkins is irrelevant. Oh, we're 200 off from being able to go Engram and Kelsey. Okay, so hold on. If we're going to drop that, what if we put Kelsey at tight end? Oh, I put him at flex. That gives us 56. So we're 200 off of Engram. And Joku, Chris Moore, Rashid Shahid. I don't really like that. Is there any way... We could make a good argument for a defense at 3,300. It's going to be tough. So, oh, oh boy. Um, I think you might. I know we're talking about ETN or Ingram. Mm-hmm. You can make a case for Houston. <laughs> You can. I don't know if yeah. I want to. Yeah, but you I can. I, I don't know if I feel good about that either. You can make a case. Yeah. I mean, do you try Saints against Minshew? Man. I mean, they've been reliable five. Yeah, you could. I just feel like they. I feel like they're one of those offenses though that just scores points. Doesn't matter who you are. We can't do Denver against Kansas no, City. No, no way. I'd really go Houston. I say I think we're better off just tight end Engram. Let's go okay. Engram and Etn and just. Go bananas. Okay, so that actually gives us 400 remaining. We actually could... We could bump the defense up to Atlanta if you're okay with having a running back going up against our defense. I'm okay. I mean, I'm all right with it. I mean, there might be a touchdown or two to be had there, but at this point, I think it's one of the better plays. All right. All right, so Jared Goff, Brian Robinson, James Conner, Amon Ross St. Brown, Richie James Jr., Brandon Cooks, Evan Ingram, Travis Etn, and the Atlanta Falcons defense. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, it's it, you, we were able to shoehorn a couple guys in there uh, that, that I was not able to get in my other lineup. Amon Ra was tough to get in there. You know, I, I like that. I looked at Evan Ingram. I like that play a lot. I think that's really good against Houston. And I, I think the main thing here is we just need, you know, we've got a couple chalk guys here, Goff. Robinson, Connor, I think I, St. Brown, those guys are going to be chalk. So Richie James, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, maybe a couple points from that Falcons defense. We just need a couple of those contrarian guys to get us over that hump of the chalk. Yep, absolutely. I like the lineup. Brian Robinson is going to be super chalky. Golf and mm-hmm. St. Brown are going to be very chalky as well. I expect a good bit on Evan Ingram as well. And obviously ETN running backs against Houston have been one of the more popular plays. <clears throat> all season long. So that'll do it for the week 17 consistently cash in lineup. Jared Goff, Brian Robinson, Jr., James Conner, Amon Ross St. Brown, Richie James, Jr., Brandon Cooks, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, Jr., and the Atlanta Falcons defense. Ron, let everybody know what you got coming out on BigGuyFantasySports.com this week. Yeah, just a, just the Thursday night show with uh, Mr. Long. I went ahead and gave you my uh, rest of the, the playoffs uh, consistently uh, – 
Cashin article last week. So go ahead and check that out. Um, we can, hopefully, I think we hit on a couple of those guys that, that we put out there, put out there for you last week. Uh, the, the check-in article is what I was referring to there. Um, gave you that for the rest of the season. Look, so there won't be won't be any more of those. So hopefully that was helpful for you to get a couple guys off waivers, kind of power up for this run. Good luck with DFS. Good luck in all those championships this week. I'm playing in one myself, which I was fortunate to get to. It's been one of those kind of seasons. Colby, how many championships you got going on? Uh, I believe two. It's been a it's been a year. It has been a year. That's all I can say there. And Ron, where can everyone find you on the Twitter machine? On the Twitter machine at Ron Rigney. Keep it real simple. Absolutely. Over at BigGuyFantasySports.com. Obviously, I'm here with the Consistently Cash and Podcast. Also, be doing Profit Like It's Hot. So if you want a little prop bet action this week, make sure you check out that podcast here at BigGuyFantasySports.com as well. Best of luck in Week 17. And as always, stay consistent.